David, by the way, I want to thank you so much. We we had a chance to briefly chat before the segment here off the air, and we were talking about, all right, well, we're going to talk about this, that, what have you, and uh, and I'm like, you know what? Who knows where this is going to go? It's a real conversation. And blessed are the flexible, for they will not be broken. It's good to be flexible. And I said, <laughs> just call me Gumby. You said... <laughs> I love Gumby, and I've got a bunch of Gumbies, and I'm like, you're kidding me, aren't you? You said no. So why in the world do you have a Gumby within arm's reach? What in the world's going on with this? <laughs> there actually is a story there. Uh, when I first did my overseas, uh, my first overseas mission trip, this was 28, 29 years ago, the leader of the group, we got to the airport, and we had all this planning done ahead of time and a full two-week agenda and all the rest. And uh, she handed us all Gumbies <clears throat> said, put this in your pocket. Uh, just know that half of what's on that agenda isn't going to happen. <laughs> you just have to be flexible when you head into the third world because you can't bring your Western mindset in. And so mm. I've carried a Gumby with me on every overseas trip since then for 20-some years. And I would tell you I've taken that particular lesson of being flexible much farther than just going on a mission trip. I've taken it to the point that it really is a matter in your life of being flexible with how the Holy Spirit is leading you mm. and to never get too set on things because God can tend to kind of upset our plans sometimes. And so it's just something that says just be ready for God to do something and and go with it. So there you go. There's the story. India Partners, I love what you guys are doing. We may have some folks who are listening here this morning, and they're like, I don't think I've ever heard of this ministry. Tell us yeah. how it began and what you guys do. Uh, it began um, over 30 years ago, um, it, it, and it's as simple as saying this. When there is uh, a travesty in the world— um, and human trafficking is certainly that. Uh, then our founder uh, named Brent, he uh, he did something about it. And here we are uh, now, how many decades later, and we operate several and numerous safe houses in Mumbai, India. And we work to rescue girls out of uh, the trade, as it is called. But these girls are as young as eight. Now, let that sink in. Oh, yeah. man. Um, so the, the girls are as young as eight and they are trafficked typically from very poor rural areas into the city. Um, sometimes they're literally kidnapped and sometimes they are, uh, kind of told that if they go into the city, we'll get you a job when you can send back money to your very poor parents. Parents are like, Hey, it's one less mouth to feed and you'll send back money. And so the parents let them go. Um, with these quote, these kind of like agents, they go recruit, they're terrible, yeah. uh, but they go and they obviously are not there to do housekeeping or some other kind of job. They're trafficked in and no money ever goes back to the parents. And so, um, and there are no joke, hundreds of thousands in Mumbai alone, they estimate 200,000 girls under the age of 15 that are being uh, against their will put into this work. And, uh, it's just horrible. It's awful. It is evil. It and is. so with India Partners, what we do is we have a whole, um, I wouldn't call it an organization, but we have a whole plan and a way that we go in and rescue these girls, but we can't just rescue them without a place to put them uh, when they're done because the trauma and the and the damage and the spiritual warfare that we're under for the sake of these girls is significant. So we have 
uh, numerous safe houses where they go, where every need is met in these safe houses, and they find the love of Jesus and the healing that they need in these safe houses. So wow. that's kind of in general what we do. Well, wow. Yeah. I, it's... Uh... It's horrifying to know this is going on. And what I really want to say is, well, how can we, this is supply and demand. How do we get mm. rid of the demand? I mean, you can't really do that in another country. Yeah. Well, there, there, there's a lot of, uh, of cultural issues that we're dealing with here in India. Um, I will tell you, if you want to check more information out, uh, there is a link, indiapartners.org slash moody. Uh, indiapartners.org slash Moody. That is a great way to get more information. But in terms of the demand side, um, uh, and I'll be, I'll be careful with this, um, there is no moral problem um, because of the caste system. Yeah. Now yeah. imagine if you would, mm-hmm. uh, if imagine if you would, these, uh, these girls that are typically trafficked, uh, they come from the lowest caste, the lowest strata of society called the untouchables, which I think is incredibly ironic that they're used for this work and mm-hmm. they're considered untouchable. Um, but what happens is in that, uh, in that overview and religious environment, they're told from the very beginning when they are trafficked that this is what they were made for. Like you are here to serve the upper castes and the upper castes look at the bottom caste and say, this is what you were made for. So if you're really good at this, then maybe in the next life you'll move up. And because that's a cultural scenario, that message is accepted. Um, and this is why we have a, a, an incredibly hard job to infuse in these girls a very different understanding of what they were made for. Um, and, uh, and I don't think you can ever separate the gospel from the healing that is needed. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're part and parcel of our work in the safe houses. I was talking to one of our staff, uh, this was a few years ago, and I just said, what do they need? Like, what do they really, really need when they come in? And they said they need two things, primarily. They need time and they need Jesus. Mm-hmm. They need time because if they're with, and this is no joke, do the math. These girls are forced to be with anywhere from 15 to 25 men a day, right? And this happens for years. And so when you, when you finally bring a girl into the safe house, you've got you, – the healing has to take place. There's got to be some time and consistent messaging of, of Jesus in those. And the only one who can change the identity of a person, no matter what they're under, is Christ, right? And so when they've got this experience behind them and the trauma behind them, the only way they're going to ever find hope and healing is in Christ. And so they need time and they need Jesus. And so this is what we do. We give them the time because if they come in at, say, 8 or 9 or 10 years old, we will take care of them until they're 18, Wow. Um, that and right? that's just wow. that's amazing. Yeah. Well, we have to, um, and it's for the reason of what I'm talking about. I mean, it's just it's just fun to watch the the gospel lived out in these girls, in terms of the new life that they find and an understanding of a heavenly Father, which they all have to wonder. You know, for men, what do you mean he's a father? That's not a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but all again, time, the infusion of Jesus into the conversation. And, uh, and pretty soon, uh, we see God do absolute miracles in these girls. 
David, I would love for you to share a story. You probably have a million mm. that makes it difficult mm. to choose one. But is there a story that's top of mind for you here this morning that illustrates why you do what you do? Well, you're right. There would be countless uh, numbers, but I will go back to one of the first stories uh, and one of the first uh, girls that I talked to when I started in this work, which was about 12, 15 years ago. Uh, her name is Paula V. And I remember because I met her <clears throat> and she was, uh, at that time, she was about 18, 19 years old. She had actually, <laughs> here's, I'm, I'm cutting to the end. She'd actually gone to school and college um, after coming out of the safe houses. But I got her story, and it was simply this. She was very typical. She was 14. Uh, her abusive family, uh, her father especially, they, because they were just absolute uh, impoverished in a rural part of India, she, just to get away from her father and the abuse of her father, ended up running away and ended up at a train station just to get out, hoping to bum a ride. But she was starving, and this, unfortunately, it was a, well, anyone's going to be bad, but it was a woman who was the trafficker. Hmm. A woman who preys on girls in this scenario sees her and says, hey, I can get you something to eat, and I can find you a job in the city. Well, she's 13 years old. She's like, great, this is what I need. Yeah. Follows that girl, but immediately she is sold into what she called it. It was like a hotel. And... Um, she said, immediately there were men that came into my room and things started to happen. And so she realized at that point she was stuck. Yeah, She was absolutely stuck. And so there she was for eight years, eight years in the business, 15 to 25 men a day. And what happened was eventually one of the customers uh, got so angry at another person, another girl that was in that work, that uh, that customer ended up killing the, the woman, the young woman who was in there. And that was the wake-up call for Pallavi. And she said, there's got to be something different out here. Well, one of the ways, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the ways that we work with India Partners is we actually set up, uh, in a sense, uh, healing centers or offices, if you want to call them that, in the middle of the red light districts, which, by the way, have thousands of girls in them, thousands. And we set up in there, and we just come in every day with what we call social workers. We can't call them missionaries, but that's pretty much what they are. They're social workers, quote yeah. unquote, yeah. and they befriend all the girls in there. Well, she had met one of our social workers and basically said, I need to try a different God because the one I'm worshiping isn't working. Mm. <laughs> mm, yeah. And sure enough, we got her out. We got her into our safe house. And as we got her into our safe house, the healing happened. She got there until she was uh, past that age. She was about now 18 to 20. She went on to school. And when I met her, get this, this was so fun. When I met her, she was starting the, uh, the work of her own business. She was going to be a beautician. Wow. She was going to wow. learn how to cut hair and do nails and be basically a spa and I was like, this woman is now beautiful on the inside and out. And what God has done in her life uh, to this day, she runs a successful salon in Mumbai, and you would never know the damage that was done uh, to her. Incredible wow. transformation. Wow. wow. What a story that is. It just makes you catch your breath a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Wow. Heart going out to uh, all of these, these young women who are dealing with this, all of those who have been a part of human trafficking. 
Um, you know, one thing I'm so glad we're doing, David, is partnering with you guys. And, and if you go to uh, uh, indiapartners.org slash moody, that's indiapartners.org slash moody, you're going to see the, that partnership prominently displayed. And uh, we're going to be talking more with David over the coming weeks about this. But maybe your heart, you know, your heart has been moved. You're like, I, I want to do something. I want to pray. That's number one. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, I want to be involved in the ministry that's going on. Uh, I would imagine, David, that uh, you guys, like us, are coming to the end of the year, and year in giving is a big part of this. I just want to give folks the opportunity, if they feel led by the Lord this morning, to give to the wonderful work that you're doing. So if they go to indiapartners.org slash Moody, they can learn all about it. I'm glad you set this thing up. Well, we're just we're thrilled with the partnership. We we need to rally the troops, as they say. I mean, I think we hear about human trafficking, and we we want to do something, but we don't know how. Yeah, yeah in an exactly. effective way. Right. And we want to give you that opportunity. Um, and these safe houses and the rescuing that happens to get them into the safe house. Yeah, we'd love to have you check it out. We'd love to have you partner. Uh, we'd love to just find get more information about this whole topic and issue. Um, and what it takes to take care of a girl in one of these safe houses. It's not that much. Uh, and and when they get into the safe house, real quick, I can just throw this in. Every need is met right down to the fact that they get trauma counseling every week with a certified counselor. Every girl in every safe house gets trauma counseling every week. Uh, we send them to full-time Christian school. They come in pretty much illiterate. They don't know how to read or write, so they get full-time private Christian school. They get extra t- tutoring simply because they don't know how to read or write, but we'll put them in about the same grade level of their age, and they're way behind, so we give extra tutoring and extra schooling. We bring medical attention, but the damage and the trauma and the physical abuse they've been under, we have to do that. Yes. So there's medical attention that's brought in. There's daily devotions and Bible studies. There's all these things that are part of taking care of them in that safe house, and it's surprisingly inexpensive. But thank you so much for finding out more and yeah, if at the end of the year you want to help out, we certainly are appreciative of, of that and the full partnership in every way. David, thank you for being with us this morning, getting up early. This is so, so vitally important what we're talking about here. And uh, we are going to be talking, as I mentioned, in the coming weeks about this. What an honor to partner with such a wonderful ministry. Yes. Thank you. Well, Kurt and Kate, thank you uh, very much. Let me give the website again, if I may. Um, it's indiapartners.org slash moody, indiapartners.org slash moody. And we thank you for finding out more. And uh, as the Lord leads, pray that through and get as involved as you feel God is calling you. And remember, blessed are the flexible, for they will not be broken. It all <laughs> goes back to Gumby. <laughs> Well, you know, we, we talk about God's spirit leading, um, uh, and there you go. If uh, if that has happened, be flexible and uh, and follow up. <laughs>